Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Hawkeye Audio Commentary Podcast from the Polaris Network. I'm your host, Caleb Blakeman. Join with me today as co-host, Ryan Aubrey, Jessica Mars, Tiffany Rosier. How's it going, everybody? Going well. Going Going good. Did everybody watch the episode? No, just the trailer. Just the trailer. (laughs) I, was like, <laughs> I just read the synopsis and yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just read a couple of and then a tweet and then watched a spoiler video. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, I, I watched it and I'm I'm getting nervous. The the analysis from last week um kind of a few of our guesses looked like they came to fruition, a few of them didn't. Uh but if everybody's ready, who who's ready to dive into this? Let's let's get some hot takes going on it. Oh. Everybody ready? Yeah, I I, I mean, I don't right. know if my take is hot. Yeah, but let's, yeah. let's go. I got one. <laughs> if everybody listening right now <laughs> likes what they hear, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Again, we are on the Players Network every Wednesday. Uh, new episodes as new episodes of Hawkeye Air. We come out with a new podcast. We start the episode off with what we ended the last episode with, with uh, Clint and Kate caught in the apartment and uh sword to the throat turns out to be jack uh eleanor also there seems like an interrogation who got, who got those vibes from old eleanor i just she i don't trust her even more now i just thank you i was about to say she is now more suspicious <laughs> yeah and she's more suspicious. i am like uh... what about that phone call she made yes exactly. See what i mean and then like the fact that she got they, they locked her out, lock Kate out of the account so quickly, like they've yeah. been monitoring her activity on that website. Like, come on, now. they yeah. they like like she know her mom knows that she's been breaking using her her login information to break into that security company frequently, well, and all, so all like she's been watching her daughter or surveilling her daughter, I should say, not even watching. And so did the she, fact she kind of give like manipulative vibes. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And she's been given those vibes. Like oh, she's yeah. been given manipulative vibes from the joke. That's why we've had these suspicions. And this episode really sealed the deal. Like after she yeah. was on that phone call, I was like, girl, you got something going on. Mm-hmm. And Jack doesn't strike me as, like I said, he is not the sharpest tool in the drawer. He does not no. strike me as smart enough to be the type of villain that they want us to believe he is. Not right. actually kind of like sword that. would say. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. you know. I, feel, I feel like no I feel like after this episode like I mean we only saw them for like 10 minutes at best but I feel like we he's not you know I just realized he did not realize that whole episode that his sword was taken from him and that's like his prized possession but neither here nor there they I, I really felt like I like Jack after this like they wanted us to like see a lighter side of him after this episode to show like you know that juxtaposition between him and Eleanor okay mm-hmm. Okay, he's he does play kind of a good guy, an anti-hero in the comic book. So maybe that's going to be with the spinoff. He might be uh, maybe a hero villain or something in the Echo spinoff uh, or hmm. later on down the line. Well, we do find out that uh, Eleanor knows more that she's talk more than she's talking about. Her interaction with Clint at the elevator reveals that she knows that he knows that Natasha Romanoff and uh, okay. Ronan are all, you know, all interconnected. She doesn't Knows- have civilian level information about any of this. <laughs> Absolutely. She's, she just doesn't. She has like, up. hey, I know exactly what's going on. And I blame the Avengers for my husband's death kind of energy. Ooh. 
Okay. Okay. She got a lot of details for somebody who's like, you know, a widow. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't sound like she checked in with her therapist and was like, hey, I'm grieving. She was like, she checked in with some henchmen somewhere and got a couple of goons and was like, this is what we fit. Okay. I got a hot take. I got a hot take. I got a hot one. I take number one. Let's go. Let's go. So she was a stay at home mom at first. And then obviously she became like CEO of like the security company, right? Right. We just saw uh, Yelena. Oh, I'm kind of spoiling, but you know, I guess it's a spoiler for a pot. Um, we saw Yelena at the end of the episode. What if her introduction and especially how she's like her vibes, Eleanor's vibes specifically, what if she's one? I'm gonna throw two things out there. What if she's working with uh, Valentina? Okay. And two, okay. what if she's working with the Russians? And that's why they're, uh, they brought in Yelena at this particular episode. Okay. As like a foreshadow, a very loose foreshadow. Okay, well, somebody had to have called in the big guns, obviously. We're going to touch base on that here a little bit later in the episode. Uh, but, you know, Eleanor's vibe is way more supervillain than Echo's is or the uh, Jack's Duquesne's vibe is even though right after this, we find out that Jack Duquesne is the CEO of the front that launders money for the tracksuit mafia. Strand limited is a front for the tracksuit mafia. And we do find out uh, with an interaction with Clint and his wife over the phone, which right. I think that harkens back to what Eleanor might know. After all, we do know that Clint's phone is in the security system from episode one. Right. So, or was super it subtle, super subtle not that I, I know no one noticed. You seen how uh, Kate said, my mom doesn't dance? Mm -hmm. And Jack was like, no, she does. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. See. Wasn't mm -hmm. he smooth? Yeah. Wasn't Jack so smooth in that part? Very. <laughs> <laughs> singing terrible songs and wrong and between the two of them i feel like they both think they have like the one up on each other okay and because neither one of them are really showing their their full selves like jack is feeling like okay i can probably manipulate this woman because he doesn't really know who she is because she's been able to like shield herself so they're going to get into this relationship and find themselves on opposite ends of the stick and i feel like that's that, that's going to implode a little bit interesting so maybe they're not in cahoots right. but working against each other exactly they don't even realize it so like kind of that okay. keep your enemy close situation um are your even worse enemy yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> and I, I don't think they know their enemies yet exactly is this so is this, they okay. might have the same they might have the same reason that like they don't have the same reasons for, for pursuing whatever they're pursuing right now but right. they definitely are I, I i suspect there's some like some shadowy some, some shadowy shit happening back there. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, and can we talk about Clint's wife for a minute? Sure. Speaking yeah. this Russian and shit? Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's a real choice though. Like, like television wise, like when you're writing a script, that's a real choice to throw that in there. Uh-huh. And like, they did, that's not, you know, and like Marvel rarely just throws something away. Okay. So when you're watching the Avengers, you're not really seeing that side of her. So to drop this into, like, you kind of go, okay, so wait a minute, why was that important for the audience who might not know about the comic, who might not know about the universe? Uh -huh. Like, if this is your first time experiencing Hawkeye, 
then like, why was that information pertinent to share about his wife? Interesting. Maybe it's, um, maybe you're meant to rely on knowing that the black widow had a family influence, had a, mm. had a you know, I don't know. That is a Are stretch. You she though. was in a black widow. I was just thinking that I was like, huh, I wonder if she's in a black widow. See, this is what I'm saying. And it's just oh, like, okay. Man. Not her specifically, <laughs> but her and Natasha Romanoff right. used to hang. Right. They were in close contact. They, they knew each other. Aunt Natasha, you know, Aunt Nat was uh, always around the kids and hanging out. So right. Each other. Because that's all you got from the movies is like, that, okay, there's correct. some previous relationship there, but you didn't get any like micro there's, details. There's been no indication in the show yet. So, and then all of a sudden her ass is speaking Russian, like, come through. Well, she's, I mean, smart. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's tracking people. I get it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, the watch is turned on. You're like, wait a minute. Why did she know this? Yeah, I was like, stuff wait, that I don't need to be thinking about right what? now. You're focusing on the wrong things. <laughs> She's a I goal. mean, there was a lot of Black Widows that did get freed at the end of Black Widow. For I'm sure. just saying yeah, that sure. was a prequel. Yep. I mean, yeah, because Hawkeye, like... like Clint, he recognized Yelena. Yes. How does he know Yelena? Right. Okay. Okay. So now Ooh. I'm trying to like, okay, now I'm trying to understand what these priorities are in the story at this point because you got my eyes going everywhere and i'm like oh, <laughs> he recognized her as a black widow assassin specifically remember she's not with the black widow anymore they don't exist yes. anymore. right she out not here freelancing and shit. freelancing and she was going after him you know at the end of black widow um that easter egg that they gave the vendetta uh, the... yeah like she has a vendetta against him so sure that's like the start of this uh, vendetta, I guess. <laughs> I feel like they're going to have a good friendship after. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's got to be some sort of reconciliation answers from past deeds. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Because like Kate can't be his only ally. It seems like every time he runs into a new person, they're like, I'm fitting to kill him. And it's just... Yeah, it's getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has zero friends yeah. and zero allies, except How for this 22-year-old girl who was clueless. So, ah. <laughs> so that kind of brings us in old man clint he's he's using the margaritas to ice up all of his joints and and uh is he is he all used up is he is he the old old bull ready to go out to pasture now is he was he done as being hawkeye oh man i thought it was interesting when uh she went into the building without him yeah yeah, yeah. for sure so before before the stakeout Kate brings over the holidays, doesn't right, want to right. celebrate the holiday alone. We do know uh, that was mentioned when Jack and Eleanor were talking to Kate. You know, nobody should be celebrating without family. So they wear the ugly sweaters. They talk about the trick arrows, the Easter egg about the boomerang arrow. Very funny. Comedic timing between the both. Always on point. Uh, holiday bonding leads to that kind of awkward situation where they're drinking and the story of how the black widow natasha romanoff gets killed and it really hurt clint the revelation of the ronin maybe during the uh uh the blip clint's moment of clarity his maybe his uh moment where he realizes he can he can trust kate he can confide in kate even though they are a little little holiday boozed up true yeah i mean that that definitely can i mean i think a, a def 
a way of getting her to understand like this isn't a joke like because she's still kind of living in that space of oh he's my superhero she hasn't really yeah. owned the own the responsibility right. of what it means to be him yet and I think part of like that moment too is like I can trust her enough to tell her what happens when you choose this life sure because all of his stories for her right now is about these are the things you stand to lose if you decide you want to be me in an effort to talk her out of it and I love I'll go for it yeah go I for was it. just gonna say uh I love the the in the beginning like piggybacking off of that the very beginning that first conversation with him and um Eleanor yeah. Where it's like filled with nothing but subtext. Like literally, they have no like. If you actually pay attention, they said no words whatsoever. I cheated exactly. like Caleb. I had the, yeah. the uh, subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew it. Not just death. But it helps <laughs> follow a little bit more when you put those subtitles on. I did Not like that more. conversation between Eleanor and Clint though, because they had this kind of they had a conversation about being. It was like a a non direct way of talking about being a parent. Yeah, and bringing that element into it like remembering that Eleanor is still her mother and you know as diabolical as she might be at some point in the story she's like I still you know I already lost my husband like she said I'm not trying to lose my kid for whatever reason maybe she wants her to be you know like Lex Luthor or something and take over the family business um but you know they have this kind of they finally I think they find one piece of common ground like we don't want our kids involved in the crap we know is happening in the world so I know I can't talk her out of this, but I just, if, 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 because now it sets it up that if anything happens to her, she, you know, she's, she's going, you know, Eleanor's going to come for Clint. Yep. So it just gives her more reason and more cause to be like, see the Avengers coming into your life is not a good thing. <laughs> well, was that a threat to Clint? Was she saying, get my daughter out of this. Don't be messing with me. And I want you to know that if this goes down, I'm going to protect my daughter. I mean, I think Eleanor going to protect her damn self, and you know her daughter just going to be part of that. <laughs> That's a fact. A package deal. Hey, she like here's the thing. If I'm good, she good. She good exactly. She's like, um, let's not go there. I was just like, man, okay, because she, I didn't, it didn't feel like a direct threat. It just felt like this kind of neutral understanding. Like, if I did something to your kids, I know exactly how you would respond. So don't expect me to do anything less than that. You fuck me up, I'm gonna fuck you up. Pretty, pretty yep. much, yep. pretty much. Yep. But okay. I just like based on her her energy towards Clint at the top of the episode about the and and about like her, she had this bit of cynicism in her voice about talking about the Avengers and everything. Like you can right. definitely tell that she wasn't, you know, while she probably understood why they showed up to do what they had to do, she still blames them essentially for her husband's death and like creating the world that they live in right now, and she hasn't walked away from that assessment and so i'm just like she definitely is hanging the conditions of the world on this group of people that you know none of them really you know like thor is not human so it's not like she can come for him but clint is (laughs) so get what you get you get what you get (laughs) okay okay yeah well we have the return of the larpers Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint and Kate decide that they got to go on little missions to continue their extrication of the Ronin through uh, the trials and tribulations of the series. Uh, we get to meet Grills again. We meet the lady cop. Uh, they're going to go find the arrows. The tracking device has gone uh, to right. a police station. They have the access. 
they were pretty cool to work with. You work with them, they'll they'll work with you. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. So they end up having that party over at the apartment. So what better way to pay them back than getting a party with Hawkeye? Right. That's interesting, though. The fact that they brought the brought them in as like a bit of comic relief too. Is it time for you know not necessarily just those two to be uh, Clinton and Kate to be fighting? injustice maybe maybe mm. there is a an opportunity for the larpers to show that they are real heroes too not just firefighters not just police officers not just ems workers they're they're actually heroes that can contribute in the fight against the tracksuit mafia any vibes that way or was it just me i didn't think that but i mean i could definitely see that because i'm trying to think marvel has done a interesting job of um their stance on like certain issues yeah um and certain representations if you remember the very first i guess the second marvel no the first the first two marvel movies kind of like took a very political stance in terms Mm. of like the senator and then in the hulk with the military so Uh i think that uh especially since this is a real grounded level kind of you know story i think i can definitely see them like going for that well, in the Especially comic, the yeah, the comic, uh, the tracksuit mafia ends up uh, attacking the apartment building that they live in, and then the tenants fight back. So that's me kind of thinking that's what these LARPers are, Grills being the character from the comic as well as the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be might be some real hero action coming down. Definitely got their, uh, they're good people to trust. Uh, Bombshell ends up bringing the, the arrows back from the... right. Police from the police up. station yeah so you're able to get the trick arrows back she's not I mean, getting that bag back girl, no. <laughs> I'm not I'm like, i've been like you better go get you a plastic bag from the grocery store put these yeah. arrows in and give me my bag back put them in um, your backpack that you clearly have on your back clearly clearly I, have. Did not, you, I didn't understand why they had to go in that bag see and, it, uh, and i was about to point that out with the arrows in general is like the you know again MCU doesn't really throw anything away. And so the idea that you've introduced this idea that the arrows have lost certain types of capacity Uh and now you have to kind of like tactically be engaged with them. Like, oh, I have to go physically retrieve them and no one else is making any more of these. And so like there's there's a story about the arrows now that you're paying attention to. And so like the fact that they're in this bag as well, and now you're paying attention to this conversation about the bag they're being carried in. So I'm wondering like why they want us to give any attention to the fact that these arrows now have this story too. Like, uh-huh. oh, no one else in the world can make these and no one else is making any more. And so every single one of them is precious. So is it like, uh, I was confused by that part. Who made the arrows initially? Was it like shield, okay. like counterintelligence? Is it Tony Stark? Like. What, where, why is there a scarcity of arrows or this arrow producers? Point. And this is exactly my point. Is Why do they want us to ask this question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where we're already asking a lot of other questions. Or, or are the arrows tracking with the story that Clint has as well? Clint is also a lot like those arrows. No one is making any more of him. Ooh. He's losing certain kind of capacities. I got yeah. a hot thing. You see what I'm saying? Uh, what is it? Let's go. <laughs> Is Clint going to <laughs> hand off the trick arrows as sort of a passing of the torch to Kate, perhaps at the end of the series? Perhaps these are symbolism. The real Hawkeye, the only person that has these special arrows is the is the real hero. I mean, it's, 
it could definitely be an option. I think if they can pull, unfortunately, like Kate still seems like a bit of a mess. So um, if they can whip her into shape, I could trust her with these arrows. Um, Because the fact that she walked into the apartment and she didn't realize that those flashing lights were um, alarm, it was an alarm system for people who are hearing impaired. It's just like, okay, this baby has lived a life of privilege. She has lived Mm -hmm. a very sheltered life in a very, you know, like, and she lives in a bubble. And I think that's one of the bigger differences between her and Clint is like, Clint's like, I live in the real world and you don't, and you never have. So how can I pull you? How 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 is this going to work for you? Sure. Because you live in a world with like like idealism and like oh you just need a better like for her you just need better PR and you need better branding you need a better you know right. costume, you need a better name and so she's looking at the world through that lens and only through her own personal pain and then he's like wait a minute girl I've been out here fighting aliens and all types of shit <laughs> and I got kids and bills and a wife and all type you know what I mean like so he's lived in the real world and so it's kind of like and then of course her the wealth of her family has cushioned her from so much that most of the suffering she's endured after her father's death is because of things she's chosen sure not because of things that are just part of her life because she doesn't have a choice right. so I'm like for her to I, I'm still waiting for her moment to like that shift in her thinking and i think that's when clint will probably be like okay i can trust you with these arrows now because definitely i get you so almost as if i uh as if we scripted this um the next part they end up staking out the location Mm -hmm. of the watch it ends up uh somewhere downtown where they go and uh kate breaks in and doesn't doesn't realize what she's doing she doesn't like to stake out like clint was making sure that there's a quick exit making sure that everything is good to go uh come to find out that it's uh echo's apartment yep and a wonderful fight ensues not only in the apartment but on the roof where clint is where we are introduced to the other black widow it was a great fight who else thought so (laughs) Yeah, it was, I it was that a great whole fight. scene showcase there, like, like how impractical she is, <laughs> yeah, versus how practical he is. Like his whole approach yeah. was like, okay, three minutes. Like even when he was like, yeah, I, I like she was like, what do you do with this whole like uh bow and arrow? Like how do you carry this? And he's like, I have a foldable one. Like it's 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 kind of showed the levels between the two. And I think if she is like given the like reins to be Hawkeye going forward, she's going to be a different Hawkeye. Then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Sure. Cause yeah. Cause her experience, the way she sees her worldview is just infinitely different. Like it's yeah. drastically different than Clint's. And... Well, that's, that's kind of the vibe I got with the, the power struggle conversation at the very end of the episode. Yeah. We're not partners. We never were partners. You, you, I can't trust you. You can't, be trusted uh you're making things difficult yeah because partnership um you know infers a certain level of equality and trust with people and and maybe a little equity and so you know she's more of a liability to him right now because of course like she goes into the building on her own she's not really thinking she gets up there she gets into a fight he's already fighting somebody off himself but she's like i need help and he's like bitch what um you went up there by your damn self i told you to wait so like, ma'am no yeah. so it's like this idea that she's still too much of a liability and it's like how can you know i think at some point like you know really great dads and fathers do is they look at what could potentially become a liability in a in a child and figure out how they can help them 
use that as a strength. And I think that's going to be part of like, I think their journey in like relationally is like, how can I take all the things I see as weakness in her and turn it into something special? Sure. Because right yeah, now I, it's going to get her killed. Sidebar about the, the fight scene. Um, when he like had like cut her bow as opposed to pulling her up, which was like actually a very nice scene because I yeah. thought I was definitely going to get hit from behind. Like that was actually a very like, <laughs> yeah, very respectful fight. Um, but when he cut it and uh, she fell, she got up that building really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because like all of her <laughs> athleticism is I think the only thing saving her right now is because yeah. she's not using her brain. And so it's, it's like, <laughs> she's not using her head at all. So her, her athleticism has got to save her ass every single time. Um, but yeah, I just, and like Clint knows, like, she's not going to listen to me. I'm going to try to protect her as much as possible. And like, he's, I think he's going to be forced to go, okay, she's not going anywhere. So what can I do to reduce the, the liability to herself and to everybody else because you can't be a hero if you're constantly not thinking you know what I mean like half of that heroism for Hawkeye is like how he thinks and how he can you know strategically plan something not just him you know bulldozing into a situation I think that's I think that's why her mom is you know so unique in like as a villain is that her mom is a thinker first and she's not physical and her daughter is very physical. And it's like, so the thing that's going to help her, you know, if, if her mom does reveal herself as a villain, um, you know, I think that's going to be the thing that she's going to have to take, extract from her experience with that and go, okay, wait a minute, my mom's a thinking woman. And that's what keeps her from putting herself in these situations. Maybe I can take on a little of that energy. Well, you got to remember yeah. Clint's last uh, partner was technically uh, Black Widow. Yeah. In, in game and you've seen how that ended so that's oh. probably like you know that level way trauma, going man. when you he think got, of a partner yeah he got ptsd from her you know yeah <laughs> for sure that situation. So, more ptsd than any avenger oh my god yeah he yeah. you know he's lost his family got him back you know became the ronin lost his friends got him back lost his friends some more yeah he might <laughs> And then you remember, like, a lot of the Avengers have either superhuman abilities or they aren't human at all. So, like, Clint's one of the only ones in here that's, like, actual full-blooded human and has to depend on outside tools and, and things like that in order to, you know. Just to do it. Just to do what he has to do. And I'm like, he's not Thor or, or um, you know, Captain America or any kind of vibranium running through his body or nothing like that. So he's like, nah, I got these, base, I got these arrows and this is what the fuck I'm fitting to use. So yeah, he's had to, he's had to outthink all of his counterparts. Avengers really is an equal opportunity employer. Really and truly. truly. Absolutely. You're right. Because right. when Thor went into retirement, he was like, I'm going to gain this weight. I'm going to drink this liquor and that's going to be okay. Hey, dad bods are in. Man, he was like, I'm having none of this. We're going to play these video games. Yeah. Into the middle of nowhere. Well, what's our final thoughts for the episode then, Jessica? You know, um, I just, you, the suspicions of the mom, of course, has skyrocketed. And I'm just waiting to see uh, where her role is with this and how that unfolds. Um, I still think, I think that Jack, like, doesn't really know as much as I thought that I thought that he mm. thought. <laughs> you know, like okay. I, I do feel like he's possibly a puppet, um, okay. and isn't aware yeah. that he's a puppet. Yeah. Um. Hmm, what else? I feel like Kate 
I feel like that by the last episode that she is going to all the lessons that she's been learning from Clint as far as like, you know, this is some real shit. This isn't like being on brand or, you know, being the superhero or whatever. I feel like she's going to start getting more understanding that this isn't a game mm. and her perceptions are going to change some, not all the way, but I feel like they're going to start getting to a point where she's like, this is serious and I have to take this more seriously than I have been taking it. Yeah. Definitely got to have that aha moment for her. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think so too. Ryan, what's your take on the on the episode overall? So I have a hot take, of course. God, but another one. <laughs> I'm taking a break. Another one. <laughs> but before I get to hot take, I have a question: Who's watch is that? Do you guys know whose watch that is? It's, it was really I think like it's hinted that it's Tony's watch. Okay, I think this is the Iron Man suit with the nanotech that that could be used as a weapon why not or something to that effect maybe it's a glove maybe it's you know something i think it's hinted that it's tony's watch okay i was wondering that because clint had mentioned it a little bit and his wife clearly knew what it was so i was like what whose watch is that okay cool i thought it was tony's um my i guess my hot take would be that i believe it's very obvious, especially with the uh, the phone cut scenes that, that we get every episode, or at least we've gotten every episode thus far. The family's going to get brought in, whether they get kidnapped and brought to New York or mm-hmm. whether they get kidnapped where they're at. And Clint, Eleanor, Jack, and Kate, and Pizza Dog will all, like, travel <laughs> out. <laughs> Good one. Well, I think, no, I agree with you. That is a hot take, but I think it's going to be more towards the we're going out to the farm. Mm. I think he's going to still make it home for Christmas, but it might be the the saving, you know, to save the family. Save family, save Christmas. Tiffany, any final thoughts? Um, I definitely, like I said, keep an eye on Kate's, Kate's mom. Um, I think it, I think what'll happen is we'll re, we'll realize that her story is a bit more complex and that the 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 missing component is definitely her husband and like we're going to get a little bit more information about him and right. why you know why their family looks the way it does um with Kate I you know Kate is not in a place yet where she lost the thing that was most important to her which was her father so sure. she now needs something new to lose and I think that's the thing that's going to emerge in the story is like now she has something that she has that that she stands to lose and that will make her kind of wake up a little bit okay. um, and maybe be, reduce her liability on her own and, you know, kind of self-check herself. Um, Clint, yeah, I definitely agree. He's probably going to make it home for Christmas, but it's going to definitely be like a diehard situation where he's going back because everything's blown up. And um, <laughs> like, oh shit, my, kid, my kids, my wife. And, and, hey. and to that point, you know, his wife has been living on that farm by herself with them babies for a long time because she was able to probably protect them and nobody knows that. So I feel like he's going to get back home and be like, oh, me and my wife won't do this together. We're going to find some things out about his wife that we did not know. Some fun shit I was reading about this episode. We've only got a short time left, but maybe maybe you guys heard this too. So that episode was directed by Bert and Birdie, and they're famous for directing uh, Troop Zero and other Amazon shows, but uh, they were brought on for their specific skills and whatnot. And then the creator, the the writer of the show, the lead writer, the director, producer, he said that they were influenced by Die Hard, 
and Home Alone. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I'm still, I get some real diehard vibes on this one right here. They were, you know, a lot of movies were influenced, but, you know, some of the movies that were not necessarily Christmas movies, they were fun. And one of the movies was Home Alone. So do you think there's going to be a Kevin McAllister defend the farm yeah, I family think that, I Hawkeye going to defend the farm oh, from the bad guys? Okay. I think because Ta-da. no one really knows anything about Clint's wife in that way. I think they're sure. going to think she's vulnerable. And when they show up to the farm, they're going to realize she's not. Okay. Two episodes left. Quiet place fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Booby traps everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> They'll be finding dead people in the walls for weeks. Exactly. I mean, because remember, like they knew they they set her up there. Like they actually put her physically on that farm because they knew Clint had this family. But it, sure. I think it was more than just Clint. I think she as well was like, "Nah, if you leave us here, I'll be fine." Okay. And they're like, "Well, why is she gonna be all right?" I'm like, "Cause we know what she's capable of." She's holding the fort down. She's I think she'll she'll just has a bunch of farms all across the world, and that's just where they retire people. Because you know, like, every time someone retires, they're on a farm. Whether it's Tony, whether put them out there, with, with, put them out there with nature. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, like if Aunt Nat is coming to the farm, and then every time, and it's not like Clint shows up to the farm and he's like biting his nails, hoping his family's okay. It's almost like he is secure in the fact sure. that his family is just fine. And so, like, and the fact that they've used the, the farm as a safe house at some point as well. Right. It's like, and she, they know her. Like, the, the folks know, the people know her. And they're like, nah, she cool. She cool. She got all she needs to, to defend her, her space and her kids. And it's like, you just don't ever worry about them. And yeah. so my question is, why? Why don't you worry about her? That's because she, she probably got, like you said, a couple people in the walls. They, I'm sure that <laughs> farm has been attacked before. And they regret it every single second of showing up. So yeah, I feel like the kids we're now have skills. Something. The wife has some skills. Yeah, this might be a fun future couple of episodes. Absolutely. Okay. Two episodes left. We're dropping new episodes every Wednesday, right after Hawkeye airs. Uh, so if you're liking what you're hearing, give us a subscribe. Follow the the Polaris Network. Um, every Wednesday, yeah. Uh, goodness shoot us some comments if you like what you're hearing if you got some some questions some some things that you want to see some things that you that you're liking and want more of let us know give us give us a little love um but as as i said i'm your host caleb blakeman thanks jessica thanks ryan thanks tiffany for joining me today uh that's going to do it for us on the hawkeye audio commentary podcast polaris network thanks for joining us